It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke and Cameron Parker, your daily Broncos podcast. The Broncos come away victorious on the road against the Houston Texans 38-24 to on Sunday. We go through the game recap. We talk about our players of the game, plus we dissect the win, and we analyze what's next for the Broncos in their final three-game stretch, all on today's episode of Locked on Broncos. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live! I'm your host, Cody Rourke, NFL analyst and Broncos insider for the Locked On NFL Network. Joined today by my co-host, Cameron Parker. You guys can follow him on Twitter, at Cameron Parker PO. Don't forget to subscribe to the Locked On Broncos podcast on your favorite podcast provider, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there, and we are locked and loaded. So with that said, Cameron, you know, I, this was a game that, in my opinion, coming into it, if you would have told me at halftime, Drew Locke, or if you would have told me before today that Drew Locke at halftime would have over 200-plus yards throwing through the air, three touchdowns, the Broncos would be as big as they were, I'd say, man, you're crazy. What a win for this Broncos team on the road against a very, very talented Houston Texans offense. And, uh, you know, look, they rose to the occasion. I think even for me, if you were to tell me that the Denver Broncos and at least Drew Locke would come in and beat Phillip Rivers, and then Deshaun Watson in back-to-back weeks. And with Watson being on the road after a very tough win that that the Houston Texans had the week prior, I, I think it's just an incredible achievement for the Broncos, and especially with their confidence, because it, it clearly showed that they learned from the Minnesota game. And that takes a lot of hard preparation and a lot of hard work, certainly, of a first-year head coach to get that type of improvement rather Rather quickly, uh, rather quickly, should we say? So the fact that they were able to learn from that and keep their foot on the gas pedal really tells a lot. I think about potentially the the, the future of where the Broncos certainly are headed on offense. Yeah, it could be very exciting. And also a little note there too: this is the first game the Broncos have scored over more than twenty five points in uh, you know in, in dramatic fashion too, scoring thirty eight. It's got to feel good for this Broncos team. But let's get into our game recap here for our Locked On Broncos lead story of the day. I'm Cody Rourke alongside Cameron Parker. The Broncos did not hesitate in Sunday's win to get things going through the air on their first offensive possession. Drew Locke would look back on a play action fake. He'd connect with Noah Fant, who'd catch and run for forty eight yards. Down down the field, the Broncos would face a third and 12 in the red zone, an area where, look, the Broncos have struggled to score. We know the Houston Texans defense was ranked 31st in the NFL in the red zone, but third and 12 with the odds, uh, you know, with the Broncos against their back on a very tic-tac, I think, blocking the back call they called on Garrett Bowles. I didn't think it was necessarily a good call. I thought it was a pretty poor call. 
Uh, Drew Locke would connect with Noah Fant on a 14-yard touchdown pass with tough, contested coverage in his face. That would be a seven-play, 92-yard drive that took two minutes and 59 seconds off the clock. So the Broncos were able to move down the field methodically. But Cam, you know, the story of the Kareem Jackson homecoming continued. It kicked off a little bit more as the Houston Texans would have a chance to maybe try to tie things up. You have Alexander Johnson forcing a fumble on Kiki Cutie, and then all of a sudden you have Jeremiah Tatu coming up, picking it up. He hands it off to Kareem Jackson, who goes all the way down the field for a 70-yard fumble return. We saw some domination from this Broncos team. They'd go up at a 1.21-0 to after Jeff Hireman, eight-yard pass from Drew Locke. But the Broncos ultimately coming out through this game offensively, leading plays down the field, and Royce Freeman being one of the recipients of a three-yard touchdown pass to the flat by Drew Locke. The Broncos quarterback would have three passing touchdowns in the first half, and and we saw a very effective offensive approach from this team today. I think if you uh, were certainly looking at this team and, and looking at it even through the season, we just continue, you and I, Cody, just to continue to say just how important a guy like a Kareem Jackson is to this football team. Every single team, it really doesn't matter what sport you play or team, rather, you need an enforcer. You need a guy that could be that tone setter. And in the first quarter, on a third and 14, Watson rolls out and throws the ball to Hopkins, and he, and uh, Kareem Jackson absolutely levels the, the, the right hit, too, levels Hopkins to really set the tone. And then also he made another really good third down stop on a third and short, if I remember so if you can really have that type of tone setter or even that back end of a guys like Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson and even Will Parks too working together and working in so many different facets, it can help a lot of your defense be a little bit more cohesive. And the fact that the Broncos have that in a guy like a Kareem Jackson and a Justin Simmons, both of them really, that can set that tone of that defense, it means a lot. And I think too, you, you mentioned Alexander Johnson He's also a tone setter in, in, in his own right as well. So the fact is Bron- the Broncos have two of those guys in their disposal on the defense. And you almost have to imagine they want to keep this secondary, this young nucleus as a defense together. Now, people are going to be taking a look at the stat sheet. They're going to see that the Broncos, you know, they gave up 414 yards of offense to the Houston Texans. You look at the Broncos, they had 391 total yards through the air on 55 plays. The 414 for the Texans came on 75 plays. So the Broncos defense did a pretty good job keeping things in check. We talked about in our keys to the game. The, the areas where the Houston Texans hurt the Broncos was when Deshaun Watson was able to get outside the pocket when contain was broken. He was able to extend plays. The Broncos also got him a few times when he did break on the outside. It was one of those plays. He's a dynamic football player. He made some plays with his legs. And, and as you mentioned, I think the, the tone setter of that game cam was that third and 10 hit on DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, that was a, a leveler. It was a boom. And for Cream Jackson, he was playing football like an animal. We'll talk about him a little bit more a little bit later there. But, you know, Cam, I, I think ultimately when you come down to this Broncos team, we're going to take away from it in the recap is the fact that they were efficient on third down. They limited the amount of turnovers, even though Drew Locke had one pretty bad turnover, you know, he throw, an underthrow against too high coverage, you know, corner playing soft coverage underneath and trail position, safety playing over the top. He throws a little bit underneath and behind rather than in front, and it ends up being picked by Deshaun Gibson. But outside of that, Drew Locke, he was locked on in the Broncos' 38-24 to 24 win. 
Now, Cameron, as we get a little bit later on into this show, we're going to be talking about our players of the game, which there are two guys at the top of my head that I think even Broncos country views as unanimous. We're going to talk about the days that they had coming up in just a moment. But before we do that, I got to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there at Blue Chew. Now, the Broncos offense ingested a bunch of Blue Chew before the game because putting up 38 points in the red zone and, and making it happen, that's the formula that the Broncos want to go with the rest of the season. Now, you can increase your performance to get an extra confidence in the bedroom for your own offensive game plan. So listen up, bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. They bring you the first chewable tablet with the same ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you can take them any time of day, whether it's day or night, even on a full stomach after you've eaten dinner. And since they're chewable, they work to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises for you. And now, if you could benefit from some more confidence where it counts in the bedroom, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance in those important areas. Key critical third downs, goal to goes, red zone conversions. You got to be able to do it. And Blue Chew is the way to go. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians. So you don't have to go to the doctor's office anymore. And you don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. And it ships straight to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships directly to you, that makes them much cheaper than what you'd pay in a pharmacy. And the best part of it all, there's no more awkwardness. So right now, we've got a very special deal for listeners of Locked On Broncos. You visit BlueChew.com. You can get your first shipment absolutely free when you use our special promo code Locked On. That's one word, Locked On. All you're going to do is pay $5 in shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code Locked On to try it free today. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, and faster choice. We want to thank them for sponsoring today's episode of Locked On Broncos. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Cameron, getting into our players of the game. I, I think when you look all across the board, we asked Broncos country, and I you know, scroll through all these replies here. It is almost unanimous as to which guys should be getting the offensive award, the defensive award for players of the game. So let's talk about the guys that performed here first. And let's talk about the guy with the really, really big arm. I've set my laser from stun to kill. And that's Drew Locke because he was locked and loaded. Now, one of the things, too, you know, offensively, Cam, and I think everybody's agreeing, his stat line, I mean, when you look at it, I mean, it doesn't do justice. 22 of 27, 309 yards on the ground, and three touchdowns through the air. But I liked one thing I saw about Drew Locke. We know his mobility, his athleticism is definitely a key for him. But there were several times on several third down plays, he was able to move the sticks with his legs when coverage maybe broke down or protection broke down. Guys down the field weren't there. We saw it on a specific third and eight play on a flea flicker attempt. The pocket kind of collapsed around him. He could have had Cortland Sutton, but he decided to keep it with his legs. I like the fact that he was able to throw on the run. He looked relatively good at doing that. And so the Broncos have something special in Drew Locke. And, uh, you know, Cam, give me your thoughts really on Locke going from last week's game against the Chargers to now because, I mean, it was a night and day difference. He missed several throws against that Chargers team. But in this game, even Vic Fangio even said he looked sharp. He, he made most of those throws besides that one bad throw against Tashawn Gibson where it was intercepted. Outside of that, Drew Locke was locked on. 
I, I I have really been impressed, even with that Chargers game, to even to with that Houston Texans game. There's certainly a lot of factors that certainly have really stood out to me, and and one especially going into a very hostile environment of the Houston Texans, he was unfazed. His pocket presence seems incredibly quiet, which is a really good thing. And when that, when, when the time comes for him to scramble, he's clearly shown that he can get that first down. Obviously, we know about that flea flicker scramble. It's not a flea flicker scramble. But when no one was open or when 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 Sutton really wasn't turned to the ball, he went ahead and he, he tucked and, and, and he took it for that first down on that third down. And – I think, too, the one thing with Locke that we absolutely have to, I think, really appreciate about him is even with the gunslinger mentality of him, there seems to be a little bit of some very nice conservative aspect to his game to where you said conservative. You might want to be careful there. I know we might want to be a little bit careful on that. Uh, But I mean, like he's 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 not going to turn the ball over. Really, uh, and I think that that's been one of the key things. Uh, he he certainly had that interception, obviously down the sideline with Gibson. But all in all, he just seems like he really understands his role on the team right now, which is really hard to certainly say when you've missed that eight to ten week time frame and really are going off a of preseason action. When you look at it, too, this Broncos team, uh, you know, an area where they've struggled with you know, moving the chains consistently all year. The Broncos, they had 22 first downs in this game and Drew Locke passed for 14 first down conversions on, you know, to, to move the chains. I mean, that that right there is a lot uh, outside of that. You know, just really, as you mentioned, his poise, being able to stand in the pocket, maneuver outside. Uh, you know, there are a couple of times, maybe one to two plays. You know, I thought he held the ball a little too long. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff that you're going to expect out of a rookie. That throw that he had to Sutton with the corner trailing underneath that Deshaun Gibson picked that's a rookie play I think the Broncos will live with that for me I I go back to that play it's easy in hindsight but if he would have thrown it in the same trajectory that he threw it against the Los Angeles Chargers when Casey Hayward was in coverage on the one-handed catch that Sutton had last week I think that could be a touchdown for the Broncos I don't think the safety has enough time to get to that window you mentioned the arm talent and this is something I think the Broncos are going to learn how to live with as well he might have to make some safer decisions at times but his arm strength his velocity is a big difference maker I mean we saw it last year when the Broncos play the Chiefs, who ironically they play on the road to Kansas City next week. We saw the fact that Patrick Mahomes, his arm strength, his velocity made such a big difference last year against the Broncos in that Monday night football loss at home at Empower Field at Mile High. That was a difference maker. The Broncos might have that. So next week, I mean, we really get to see Drew Locke versus Patrick Mahomes. That's going to be a fun matchup to watch. Can the Broncos become road warriors once again for an even tougher game? I mean, even the Chiefs defense isn't as great. Uh, You know, these last two defenses the Broncos have played have not been good defenses. But the last time these two teams played, Kansas City was able to get after the Broncos uh, defensively. And so, you know, they got to find a way to capitalize on that again. And the defense has to come ready to play. But speaking of the defensive side of the ball, let's talk about Kareem Jackson and his hometown, his homecoming for the Texans game. I mean, this guy played like a freaking animal. He's an absolute monster. He's a machine. And I tell you what, he played a man's game for the Broncos, coming away with 11 tackles, one interception, 
and one fumble recovery for a touchdown. Let's go back to that play. I mean, we talked about Alexander Johnson forcing the fumble on Kiki Kuti, Jeremiah Tachu picking it up, having a lineman wrap around his legs. Creep Jackson's just in position. He's saying, hey, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. And Atachu hands it to him, and he goes all the way for a touchdown. I mean, we talk about a guy that played with a chip on his shoulder, a team that let him go, a team that had drafted him as a former first-round pick from Alabama. I, I loved what we saw from Kareem Jackson, the, the hit on DeAndre Hopkins. This guy was everywhere. He's a hitman in shoulder pads, and I absolutely love that about him. But, uh, you know, he gets our defensive player of the game and the game ball overall. It's a man's game, boy! So, Cameron, you know, what are your thoughts on Kareem Jackson's game coming back? He had the better standout game against his former team in comparison to what the Texans had with Bradley Roby. I, I, I just, you know, we, we touched a little bit on it in the beginning. Having a guy like that, that is a sure fire tackler, a guy that they really brought in in this offseason, a guy that matched incredibly well with Fangio and the type of style that he brings. It just was a match made in heaven. And I, I just, I, you know, you just certainly look back on it. And there were certainly those question marks, those, those those question marks as far as like, you know, why did they bring in a guy that was over 30 and sign him to this three-year, $33 million deal? Why did they do that when they probably should have signed Chris Harris to that three-year? And those are certainly arguments. But you're starting to see those cases where Kareem Jackson and really week in and week out where he's just a presence in the locker room. He's a presence on the football field. Justin Simmons, I know, has spoken glowingly about his relationship with with, with Jackson and, and even how he's been beneficial in his game. And you can only bet that that's the case of everybody in that locker room. And he just having the that type of tackler, that enforcer, those are the things that change games. And especially when, and this is kind of an underrated point, when you have a, a quarterback that kind of presents that swagger as well, it, it really makes the entire team just ooze that entire swagger, that entire confidence. It doesn't necessarily, should we say, may, or may or may not translate to a really good football team or when should we say, but it just means that everybody is now buying into a system that is now created by Vic Fangio. And hats off to this Broncos defense. They did come to play. I mean, at a standpoint where in the third quarter, the score was 38-3 to at one point. You know, you go play zone coverage. The Houston Texans di- dialed up the same exact play design the Chargers did that Keenan Allen scored on last week. They had twins to the left side of the field. They ran those guys off vertically while they were in a cover three defense. It was a check by the Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins on the right side against the cover three, running a post pattern deep across the middle of the field, catching it. I mean, that was a scoring play there so the Broncos gonna have to figure out how teams are gonna try to get them to be in that cover three look they're playing a lot of speed next week when they go on the road to take on the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium we know it's gonna be loud it's gonna be a hostile territory but it's gonna be a little bit of a homecoming as well for Drew Locke who returns back home to take on the Chiefs a a team he grew up rooting for as a kid he played obviously we all know this at Missouri so a lot of storylines heading into this week but you know we're gonna talk about it all week long too I want to mention the fact that John always brought in some of these guys and on Sunday a lot of John Elway's picks, a lot of his free agency signings that you know he has brought in, a lot of his guys, they played really well. So we're going to talk about that this week. We're going to drop some hot takes. We're going to bring back Hot Take Tuesday for all of you guys, and we want you guys involved as well for Tuesday's episode of the show. In just a moment, we're going to get into what's next for the Broncos. We're going to dissect the win a little bit more, take a look at some of the storylines, maybe heading into next week. But before we do that, i got to tell you guys, if you guys are a Spotify listener and you listen to Lockdown Broncos on Spotify, we want you to use Spotify Wrapped to show us what your top locked on podcasts were 
for the year. All you got to do is take a screenshot and tag us at Locked On Live on Twitter or our show at Locked On Broncos on Twitter, and we will share and retweet. Also, major shout out to my man Bo Vice, who listened to Locked On Broncos. He sh- he shared his Spotify Wrapped, and he was Locked On Broncos was his number one go to. So, if, you know, we're the same exact thing for you guys. We're gonna give you a shout out here on air. Appreciate you guys as always, and we're gonna get into the rest of the game and maybe what's next in just a moment. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, Cameron, what is next for this Broncos team? Three games remaining. They're sitting at five and eight. You know, you have so many different scenarios playing forth for the Broncos to make the playoffs. I mean, it's a long shot. And I don't want to talk about playoffs right now because the Broncos dug themselves into a hole early on in the season to where playoffs almost became out of reach. Now, even though there's a statistical percentage, small percentage chance that they could do that, I want to talk about maybe what's next with this team with three games left, two AFC West divisional rivals, and then a home game uh, against the Detroit Lions. What do we want to c- continue to see for this Broncos team? I, and I know for Julak, I don't want to crown him as the guy just yet. Now, look, I think his game against Houston was phenomenal. I think he's evidently earned by a landslide that he's going to be the Broncos starting quarterback next year. I don't think the Broncos need to go quarterback in this year's draft. I, I'm, I'm not sold on it. I don't believe they do. I think in two games, Drew Locke has shown us enough. He's shown us more than what we've seen from any Broncos quarterback this season that he can be the guy. And rightfully so, I think Drew Locke is the guy in 2020. But what are your thoughts when it comes to Drew Locke? And maybe what's next with this team through three games? What do you want to see? I, I think it does, in, in some shape or form, uh, of course, go to the quarterback position because that is the that is the position, and we all know that that's certainly a lot of pressure to to put on a young quarterback. But you know, one of the things that I always had kind of felt internally a little bit about is with that quarterback position because you you and I both know a five game sample size at the end of the day, is not a very big sample size to potentially evaluate a guy long-term. But this stretch of games, this stretch of games to where you went to the Chargers or conference game and beat them, beat Phillip Rivers, and then you go on the road and beat Deshaun Watson, and now there's this opportunity to beat the Chiefs and beat the next big thing of Patrick Mahomes in your home state. If you can certainly do that, now, granted, that's a lot of pressure, but if if that were just to happen and just a short amount of time, those those three wins back to back to back of of that mag, uh, magnitude, I think there is a fair chance that Locke will have, and you said it, the starter next year, that he will have locked, pun intended, the starting job next year, just because of what he's been able to do to two conference two conference wins potentially and then of course the win that we had today against the Houston Texans give me uh give me CD Lamb in the first round for the Broncos could you imagine a lineup Tim Patrick Cortland C- Sutton Noel Fant and CD Lamb lined up in the slot with his speed for this Broncos C- offense oh man uh, I'm, I'm about to have an aneurysm here but now would C- <laughs> CD Lamb, CD Lamb, Henry Ruggs the third. Oh, either man. or, 
I mean, it would be it would be fun for this Broncos team to have some of those weapons. It, it really makes you wonder. I mean, I, I think I'm sold on the Broncos being, you know, having Locke be the guy in 2020. I mean, he's earned that right because he's displayed so much in the first two games, which is crazy when you when you hear first two games. You know, everyone will say, well, it's not a big enough sample size. I absolutely agree. I don't think it's a big enough sample size, but with where he's played and how he's played and, and the teams that he's played so far, you know, the L.A. Chargers are no slouch team. They have a very, very good defense. Houston didn't have a great defense, but Locke faced so many situations where for a rookie, a lot of rookies tend to collapse under that kind of pressure. He was able to step up and make plays, and I tell you what, his arm is locked and loaded. I set my laser from stun to kill. And that's exactly what he did on Sunday. Uh, you know, hats off to Drew Locke. Happy for him. Big, big win for the Broncos. Broncos country is happy. Victory Monday. It's going to be a good week overall. We got Hot Take Tuesday coming up your way this week. Also a crossover show with the Locked On Chiefs guys, Ryan Tracy and Chris Clark. You guys can catch that this week on Wednesday for Crossover Wednesday. Plus, we dive in a lot more this week regarding the Broncos, where they're at. Injury report to Noel Fant went out in the game, was back on the field for the final play, and the Broncos kneeled down. What left a little bit of a foot issue. I think he'll be okay. The Broncos also played this game without Malik Reed. Von Miller stepped it up. He played and, and had a lot of pressure. And, you know, we go back to uh, my narrative that I posted out about the college football. You go back to uh, Ohio State's pass rusher and Chase Young and the fact that your pass rusher doesn't have to have sacks on the stat sheet to make an impact. Von Miller's impact was pretty big for the Broncos on Sunday. Once again, but that'll do it for today's episode of Locked On Broncos. Broncos fans, be sure, like I said, to subscribe if you're not already subscribed to Locked On Broncos and your favorite podcast providers, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, and more. And please, if you guys have a chance, please go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review of the show. Tell us why you love listening every single day. And obviously, thank you for making Locked On Broncos your go-to every single day for Broncos coverage without the crazy hot takes, without the instant overreaction. We bring it to you with fair, objective analysis through a lens of where the game of football is through the X's and O's and how it should be. So Broncos country, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Cody Work. Speaking for my co-host Cameron Parker, we'll see you tomorrow for Hot Take Tuesday. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.